Welcome back to Decadorks. We're the 12 sided guys. We have Matt as Pine. Hi. Scott as Roos. That's me. Sabrina as Nari. Hey there. Jordan as Richter. Good evening. And me, Paul, as the guy who definitely doesn't have a tentacle fetish. Now let's get ready to fight this otherworldly beautiful angel with tentacles for arms and legs. But first, why not go and leave a rating and a review? It only takes a minute or two. And don't forget our shop for some great 12SG gear. That's how I'm, 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 I'm shortening it now. And if 106 episodes just isn't quite enough content, then go and check out our Patreon for some bonus content, including chats about character level ups, outtakes, and a wiki and maps. Anyway, if you were surprised when the rumored snakes guarding the exit of the water cavern turned out to be the tentacles of Octoman, then this podcast is for you. It's the Crystal Codex, episode 106. Are you sure it wasn't Octomom? <laughs> it was Octomam because it was short for Octomammoth. Yeah. Uh, it's Octomam. Yes, uh, exactly. That's also, hey, listeners, that's also a, a nice little flashback to our very first random saved game. Yes, it is. And I refuse to ever call it Octomammoth ever again. It will always be Octomam. <laughs> yeah, it's the polite way to call it. All right. I didn't realize our first random saved game was Tentacle Hentai. 69. I missed that. Yeah, it's full circle. It's going full circle. <laughs> We've gone well. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Oh, great. It's another Herald. Nari thinks as her boots squish in the knee deep, dirty water. I guess I need a new pair of boots now, too. I wonder if Giard has a pair of those fancy noise-canceling kicks. That would be cool. A sudden thump against her calf brings Nari out of her thoughts. The culprit appears to be some piece of debris. Maybe it's the remnants of a door? Clearly it's brought down by the giant tidal wave that struck Almar moments earlier. Oh, great. Another town we destroyed. We... Sure do have a habit of making a mess of things. Although, to be fair, I think these heralds were going to destroy the world anyway. The thought does little to lessen Nari's feeling of guilt. She knows it's not a coincidence that this tentacle monster appeared so shortly after the gang arrived in Almar. It's not a coincidence that as soon as they added Avalon's key to the door, a tsunami hit the town. Well, I guess there's only one thing to do, Nari says, popping her potion of growth. Be sure to watch your orifices, boys. Those tentacles look like they like to wander. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I do, and maybe I do. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Don't worry, Richter. I'll watch your orifices. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. Well, welcome back here underneath the city of Almar in actually the chamber of Amavi, the Herald of the Mind, which recently was flooded again, just like as Sabrina said, by this tidal wave that struck the city, filling this chamber up to the thigh with muddy, debris-filled, dirty water, um, salt water coming in off of the bay. Uh, Nari has uh, uh, downed a potion of growth. 
and is standing on this ziggurat here in the middle of the chamber. Oh, also when the waves came in and it knocked them all around, they actually took some damage, some of them did. Um, it also knocked down that inner wall that is separating the ziggurat from the rest of the room. So now the room is actually more clear, but it's full of water. We have Nari standing on the north side of the ziggurat next to Pine. We have Richter standing on the north side in the water. And we have... Um, a fiery aspect of Astroman uh, flying above the water, um, kind of on the northwest side of this room. And then up on the, at the very top of the ziggurat, on top of the obelisk that sticks straight up out of the top of the ziggurat, we have Roos, who is standing there as this tentacled herald appears out of the water, rising up on the west side of the room. We have this kind of feminine form, but all pink. Um, just skin is like the color of a squid uh, with these where arms should be <laughs> where the arms should be are it's a squid um, and where the squid. head should be it's squid and <laughs> where the color is it's squid colored head and torso are uh, are very feminine in shape but then the arms are clusters of tentacles and the where the legs are basically from the waist down is just this mass of tentacles as it rises well, up out of the water on a scale of 1 to 3 how hot is this <laughs> I'm going to say a three. Um, so. so you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, so this is what's going on now. In this uh, chamber, Nari and the boys 2.0 have prepared themselves as much as they could for battle as, um, as Yasaro, the Herald of Water, arrives in Amavi's chamber. And we are going to start tonight by rolling initiative. Spring break. Bruce <laughs> <laughs> got a 15. Nari got a 13. Richter got a 12. Pine got a 9. Okay. You know, you know what's cool about yelling out spring break is that it's it's about that time again. It is about <laughs> spring break time. It is about <laughs> spring is break true. time. So here's what's happening. We have Nari and the boys are kind of in the middle of the room with Richter a little bit more to the northeast and his aspect further to the east. And we have Yasaro coming up out of the water on the west side starting at the top of the initiative at initiative 20 who would like to roll a d4 for me wait did Yasaro bring their own layer with them who would like to roll a d4 for me Bruce rolled or I rolled a d4 and I got a 4 that didn't work out to me last time I had to roll a d4 for something random in a fight. <laughs> I, okay. I don't like this. I don't okay. like this. On initiative 20, popping up around Yasaro, you see something kind of familiar, actually. Um, Pine, you recognize these beings. Um, you see four <laughs> of these kind of feminine forms made of water rise Great. up out of the water. And... Um, you see four of them, two to the north of Yasaro and two to the south. And the two to the north look at each other and merge. They swarm up to each other and merge and form this larger creature, this kind of tortoise made of water, big jaws, slashing fingers. And the same thing happens with these two smaller water weirds to the south of Yasaro. They form together and their feminine forms change into this massive tortoise shape. And you see these large water elementals surrounding Yasaro. 
and they actually have already rolled initiative, and their initiative is a whopping four, which now brings us to Yasaro. Are these realistic depictions of Kanazo? <laughs> um, technically, the name is not Kanazo um, in the remastered versions, but yes, it is Kanazo from Final Fantasy II slash four. I always liked Valvolus. <laughs> yes, I did too. Okay. It is now at initiative 18. It is now Yasaro's turn. Yasaro is going to... Actually, from right where Yasaro is... Okay, did we say that those guys look like Ninja Turtles almost? <laughs> They've got, like, shells on their belly. They do yeah. look a bit like Ninja Turtles. Donatello! Michelangelo! Go! <laughs> Yasaro rises up out of the water as the tentacles that make up her arms whip around her head and then they come down in like an underhanded pitch they drag through the water and they fling a a spout of water straight at pine nari and richter hitting all three i need you all to make strength saving throws Ooh, difficulty 18 oh nari you get to add a plus five to that Oh, man. I got a seven. That was a 27 with that. Or wait, with a plus five would be a 32. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Richter got a 14. Okay. So here's what's going to happen. Nari, you are going to take half damage, and you are not going to be moved. And Pine and Richter, you are both going to take 9d10 worth of damage. Jeez. Oh, that is 56 damage. Wow. You are both pushed 15 feet straight back away from Yasaro. And instantly, I am down to a quarter of my health. Yeah. Jesus. Um, so Nari would have taken um, 28 damage. Also not great, but better than everyone else. I don't like this person. And... <laughs> Afterwards, Yasaro then dips into the water and disappears and literally a half a second later pops up over in the northeast corner between Pine and Richter, erupting out of the water. And that is Yasaro's turn. Roos, you are up on top of the obelisk. You see what Yasaro has just done. You see these two um, tortoisey water elementals uh, off to the west and you see Yasaro up to the northeast. I uh, I like my position up here, I uh, away from the action. <laughs> I'm gonna throw my chakram. At, uh, well, let me let me measure real quick. Sixty. Okay. Um, I'm gonna throw my chakram and see if I can't hit. Let's say twenty-one to hit. That will hit for six psychic damage plus. Also, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I do want to mention because I'm giant, I technically would have got advantage on that strength saving con. Okay. So, 32 you plus. definitely didn't move. <laughs> 32 with an asterisk next to it, yeah. <laughs> so, six psychic plus 15 um, precision. So, 21 total damage there. Nice. And We've then... got it on the ropes now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, shoot. I'm going to throw Gigi out to try and fight as well so okay bonus action pull Gigi out of my pocket and say go get her girl Gigi's big blue tongue yeah Gigi's bright blue tongue for a 17 to hit uh, that will barely hit yes for 8 force damage nice and that will be my turn Richter is your uh, your aspect of Lord Astrum is that concentration 
Um, oh, it is. It is. I need to. I think. I mean, what's this <laughs> DC? It, the DC is a twenty-six or a twenty, oh. a twenty-eight. Yeah, there's no way I can make that. Uh, you can crit, and then I'll give it to you. <sighs> okay. Fifteen. So. Oh, jeez. Oh, I, I don't even know why I bother with that guy. I'll be honest. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're fighting a herald, and the heralds usually have some kind of big area effect attack that they can do the first round. So here we Astrum go. Astrum probably pretty frustrated that you keep calling and then, like, immediately sending him away. <laughs> it's like, jeez, guys. <laughs> I was reading a book. <laughs> if, you, if you don't want to hang out, just be honest with me. Come on. <laughs> All right. Is that your turn, Roos? Yeah, that was my turn. Okay. And that is going to be a legendary action. And an attack is coming towards Pine. Pine, uh, one of the tentacles in the arm reaches up and instead of kind of slapping you, it actually spears straight down at you for, ooh, a 30 to hit. That will definitely hit me. Did it find an orifice? Oh my gosh. (laughs) No way. Uh, That's huge damage. That's going to be 25 damage. (laughs) Are you down? No. Oh my god. Oh man. <laughs> Let's just say that I'm at about 1%. Oh. <laughs> On a scale of 1 to 100, you're at 1%. I am, yes. <laughs> oh you my. You're scaled of 1 to 3 now, you guys. Come on. <laughs> I know exactly what my move is going to be if I if I can survive the next legendary action. Uh Nari, your turn. What are you going to do? You've got Yasaro within like 15 feet of you. You got these water elementals on the other side of the room. Yeah, I think I'm going to focus on the Herald. Okay. So I am going to join Pine and Richter up here. Okay. And I am going to attack with my axe for a 20 to hit. That'll hit. For 12 damage. Okay. Swinging again for 15 to hit. That will miss. Okay. Swinging again Oh, a nat 20 for 30 to hit. Yes. Yeah. For 10, yeah, 26. That's 26 damage. Okay. Um, And then honestly, I am just, I'm not vibing this. So I'm going to action surge and just go again because we're here, girl. (laughs) So we're going to go, oh my gosh. So that doesn't hit. That was a 13. Jesus Christ. And that was an 11. That was a natural oh, one, yeah. Come on. All right, 19. That'll hit, yeah. Cool. Uh, so that was 18. Wow, Yasaro's taking quite the beating already. Anything else that uh, Nari wants to do? You're going to turn into Calamari, girl. But no. <laughs> <laughs> Nari, you're leaving squid marks every time you hit her. <laughs> oh, oh, icky. Oh, man. Uh, okay, well, let's see. Yasaro's going to take another legendary action and going to attack at Nari. Nari, here comes a an attack against you. Oh, thank goodness she can take it. <laughs> that is going to be a, um, a 29 to hit, and you are going to take, holy cow, 38 damage. Oh, my gosh. Paul. Okay, I... <laughs> wow. <laughs> This is what I expected a mommy to do. I will try to parry that and okay. uh, try to like at least get a little bit off. Yeah, that was five off, so that's not too bad. Okay. Okay. Whew. 
All right, one more legendary action for Yasaro this uh, this round. Um, Richter, you are right there. Uh, she is uh, standing in front of you. You can see Pine on the other side, who is hurting bad. Nari has taken quite a beating. And you see these water elementals on the far side of the room. What are you going to do, Richter? I mean, we're just going to try to lay waste to this crazy squid lady and make some attacks. Okay. Okay. So I guess uh, before I do my attacks, I will actually use my bonus action and yell out, your sins are exposed under the light of the sun. Mark of the dawn and marker for judgment. And what I'm going to do, let's do this. Is come around and grab me and thunder step away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Nah, you got this. Uh, a 17 to hit. That'll hit. Yes. Oh, thank goodness. Okay, here we go. So that is. 17 piercing plus 6 fire plus 4 mark of the dawn plus 5 for life drinker so 32 yeah Yeah. when your sword hits your sorrow you see that the fire does not seem as effective Um, so that fire damage is actually halved so I think it's a total of 29 yep and I'm going to smite on her okay (laughs) thank goodness (laughs) (laughs) for another 19 plus 15 damage uh Uh, 34 damage 34 more damage oh my goodness and i'm gonna attack again okay how's she looking (laughs) oh my gosh not 20 29 oh my goodness i'm this lady right here oh my goodness it's go time i'm gonna okay okay alamari All right. <laughs> Was this, did you plan to have this fight be an entire episode, Paul? <laughs> um, well, let's 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 see this. Let's see this. Uh, you, okay, you figure out so, the damage. Have the fire damage. Yeah. So but, fifteen yeah. piercing. Uh, it would be five fire damage. We'll have that down to two, right? Plus the four hex blade. Plus the five. So add nine to this. So eleven. Twenty-six damage. And then uh, do it. Do it. I'm do smiting it. again do for <laughs> another <laughs> 32 oh damage. Double times two. Double times two. 64 damage. Plus, what was the other one? What was the first number? <laughs> yeah. What did we say? It was 18. It was 24. 29, wasn't it? 24 plus five. One plus, plus two plus one <laughs> plus one. 29. <laughs> 33, 35? 35 plus 64. That is 99 damage. Um, <laughs> this is the shortest. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, you guys better not get too cocky. Everybody calm the heck down. Yeah, it's got to be getting ready for a little squid pro quo. Oh, that was filthy. Did you have that one written down, Scott? Yeah, I have three of them, and I've gone through two. (laughs) Well, I think that the third one is going to have to just um, die um, here and now, because, Richter, what happens as you... No, you've got to be squidding me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Okay, Richter, what happens... Uh, so, you know, his water up to his thigh, Richter pulls back and thrusts forward with his flaming Kinnig's S-stock, 
buries it deep into her tentacles and there's this burst of energy that starts to tear her apart and quickly he pulls back and thrusts deeper lunging forward and with a kind of piercing crack of energy uh, it explodes inside of her just this <laughs> warm <is> so <laughs> can we maybe pick some different words he just reaches his full potential. He erupted. Oh my erupted god. Erupted. Oh my with god. With his throbbing fiery sword. <laughs> oh my god. Fire just pulsing through. Okay, can we get another take on that that's uh, PG 13? <laughs> <laughs> he just stabs her real good two times and and that's it. Okay. Just a just a two pump jump, you know? And... Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. This is okay. Richter, as you strike Yasaro, your blade enters the second time and just there is there's this explosion of energy, just just this crackling power that Yasaro is is in it's inside of her as well, ready to uh, unleash and destroy you guys, and you come in and just decimate her with this this powerful um, attack. Um, and as you strike her and she explodes I've into pieces. I've also decimated a woman or two in my time with my powerful <laughs> attack. <laughs> as she explodes into pieces, you guys are showered with these like rubbery pieces of like calamari. But then as they hit you, they also just kind of splash and then turn to water. Their physical form actually goes from solid into liquid as um, Yasaro turns to water. And we're going to cue victory music. Wow. Cool. What happens to the turtles? Oh, they disappear into water. They turn into water and they just splash down and they're gone. But do you guys have any idea how many hit points worth of damage you guys did in less than one round? Well, okay. So first off, she did 99 damage to me in less than one round. That's true. But you guys, she had 240 hit points. Whoa! Oh as, as, if I recall, if I did the math right, you guys did 268 damage to her in one round. And Pine, 69. And Pine <laughs> did not even get to go yet. <laughs> oh my gosh, you guys! As um, as Yasaro, her form dissolves into the water around you. You can see the water in here is not receding; it is staying. Uh, up to like your knees and up to your thighs and you can see that in the water where she was there is this kind of this uh, little well little compared to her there is this key and it is a kind of a grayish blue color um, like the color of the bay on a cloudy day and it is just resting there in the water and Matt, to answer your question, yes, I did um, assume that this was going to last longer because the water elementals, the only reason why they were there was to come rushing across the room and join with her and heal her. Oh, oh wow. Yeah, we weren't letting them do that, dude. <laughs> no, you guys definitely did not let them do that. Wowzers. So Pine okay. will say, good job, everyone. Yay, me. And touch himself and give himself uh, 40 points of commander's morale. And then he's going to head over to Richter as well and give Richter 20. Oh, you're a good man. Yeah, we did it. Man. Did it. <laughs> we all did it. <laughs> <laughs> I was inspired by our last fight in this. And you just, you like 
cut straight through that other weird purplish lady one that we fought. Purplish, reddish, you know, eyeless thing. Whatever. Anyway, I, I wanted to do the same thing. Oh, you did it. I mean, yeah. Um, Nari is also going to touch herself um, and use her stone's endurance to uh, heal herself from 17 HP because she got hit pretty hard. <laughs> Mr. Pine, you have some tentacle right there. It's, it's, uh, it's trying to get into your ear, it looks like. It's actually, like, still moving. I told you to cover your orifices! <laughs> Pine, I can see your testicle. I mean tentacle. Uh, so how low... Pine got down to one hit point. Nari, how low were, How low was Nari? Uh, 28. Richter, how low did you get? Uh, 31. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Okay. Hey, Roos, how you doing? <laughs> uh, on a scale of one to three, I'm about a one right now. <laughs> nice, nice. All That's right, hilarious. Well, Yasaro disappears and it just dissolves into the water. No trace of her at all. And there is this key in the water. Nari will swoop up that key. It looks absolutely ridiculous in your giant sausage <laughs> fingers. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm still huge. I forgot about that. <laughs> your fingers are like kielbasa. Like a toothpick. You normally tower over us, but you're just massive now. Oh my goodness, that's so funny. So you got this key now, and you have this wall that has these keys in it. Um, you've got uh, just to the north of you. You have a, uh, a brown key. You have a red key. You have a purple key already inserted. Um, and now you have this kind of bluish key in your hand. All right, I will uh, stick her in there. Okay. Uh, again, as you put the key up towards that keyhole, you can almost feel like a magnet. Just kind of suck it out of your hand, and it is in there firm as can be. All right, everybody. Maybe I think we should head up to the surface and see if we can't do anything for uh, the city. I'm a, I imagine whatever brought this wave in here probably made its way through a path of destruction in the city before. So there could be some people who need our help. I suppose that's a good idea. And, I mean, brief though the fight was, I feel like I could use a rest already. Yeah, yeah, you said it, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm ready for the next one. (laughs) I think I added it up, and I did 162 damage to that. Yes, you did. It was insane. Turn two. I did. I hit. It was. It it was like twenty one or twenty two. Okay. I was just gonna say because the last herald, you were up on the rope. This is true. This is true. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Well, okay. So what I have learned from you guys fighting these heralds, they started out pretty tough, and now they've gotten (laughs) easier and easier. So um, I need to recalibrate my. Um, my challenges for you guys at this point. <laughs> I, I think, I mean, she was plenty tough. You guys had a harder time with the Earth Elementals than you did with the Earth Herald. Um, you guys had a yeah, harder time yeah. with the Earth Elementals than you did with the with the Water Herald as well. Again, to be fair, I nearly died. <laughs> I was going to say, there, like, it, with a couple well-placed legendaries and that one action, she almost took out three quarters of you know, or could have taken out at least half the team. Yes. And yes. if she'd gotten that attack back, you know, if she'd rolled the five oh, or yeah. six or whatever on the recharge, we would have been toast. Or at least very damp. Also, BSS. we're just good at what we do. That's what heroes are for. <laughs> Did you say, or at least very dead? <laughs> no, I said, or at least very damp. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, I think both would have been true. Yeah. As you guys, uh, 
make your way trudging back through the caves, uh, these tunnels underneath the city, back towards the uh, the Cathedral of Irmiel. Every tunnel down here is now flooded with water, uh, up to it, your knees in most places, your ankles in other places, and even in a couple places where you have to wade, like it's up to your chest. All except for Nari, who seems to be doing just fine. I'm probably walking on the ceiling then. Oh yeah, there you go. I'm probably riding um, on Nari's shoulder. <laughs> I think I could do Pine and Richter at this size on both shoulders. I think Aww. you're probably good. Adorable. Look, I'm the bad angel, and you're like the good angel. It's, it's true, it's true. Hey, Nari. <laughs> hey, Nari, go do nice things for puppies and old people. <laughs> no, you should kill them. Look at that. is hilarious. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, Richter. Oh, we're two of a kind. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All Just right, a couple guys... of glass cannons, you know. Uh, yeah. You guys, jeez. That is the definition of a glass cannon. Holy That's the osteoporosis. <laughs> it's brittle bones. Uh, well, you guys make your way back out, uh, up and into the cathedral. As you guys, uh, as many listeners may recall, when they came through the cathedral, there were wandering um, acolytes and zealots who looked like they had given up everything to travel here to Almar, sensing that something big was on the horizon um, with, uh, with their... Uh, their deity, Iramil. As you arrive back into the cathedral, as you come up through uh, the basement of the cathedral into the first floor, you can see that there are still some acolytes here in the cathedral, but many of them are actually on their knees in front of this large statue of Iramil, and they are praying. Um, and, and there are also fewer acolytes and zealots in here than there were before um, you went down there. Uh, as you kind of come out, you you can't help but hear the chanting of these zealots as they are um, uh, prostrating themselves uh, in front of this statue, uh, calling out, Oh, Iremil, we see that the time has come, and uh, what will be shall be and shall be now, and that kind of thing. They continue this this chant, this rhetoric. It's all kind of mumbled on top, uh, one on top of the other. There's no set prayer or set kind of dogma that they are um, spewing but they all have a similar a similar um, message and that is the time is now and we see that the time is now as we walk by do we see them like do they notice us at all or are they like entranced you can tell that some of them can sense your passing um, like a couple of them actually look at you but they keep like just spouting out um, spouting out all of these uh, these uh, uh, these sayings about uh, inevitability and about Iramil and then they go back to bowing and praying to this statue Pine will say very loudly for all of them don't worry we took care of the problem but you're gonna want to call a licensed plumber <laughs> um, you um, you are here in this bottom floor of the cathedral, and as you make your way out of the front doors of the cathedral, you can um, now you can start to hear the noise of the city, and the noise of the city has changed in pitch. No longer that hum and mumble and that kind of buzz of a beehive that you normally would hear in the city. Now you hear sharp cries, and you hear sobbing, and you hear people calling for help. Um, here where you're at, 
by the cathedral, you can see that like the cobblestones, the actually the the yellow brick that uh, makes up the streets here in Almar, you can see that they are wet. And it, as you look up in the sky, not a cloud in the sky. So um, your thoughts about the tidal wave or the water coming uh, with the herald? Definitely something did happen here to the city. Uh, um, it looks like the houses here around the cathedral are are okay, just that maybe like an inch or two of water may have kind of sloshed over this far into the city. But as you look uh, north and, um, and east towards the bay, you can see um, where the skyline of the city used to have um, houses and buildings dotting it. You can see that it seems to be there are buildings that were standing that are no longer standing. You can see um, that in places as you kind of look through alleys and down streets and corridors, you can see there are places where like debris has kind of washed up against buildings. You can see um, doors and things that have floated down uh, from uh, closer to the bay. Um, you can see people rushing towards the uh, towards the coastline. Um, and you can see people carrying stretchers. You can see uh, people with bandages and blankets and, and people calling for help and saying, over here, there's more over here. Um, and you can see that um, definitely something disastrous has happened here in the city of Elmar. Pine will spend the next 10 minutes summoning Crumbles and will uh, want to have Crumbles act as a beast of burden to help move rubble, free people, uh, carry people who need uh, uh, to find medical attention um, to, to places of refuge, uh, all that. Okay. Yeah, I think uh, Richter would probably immediately start acting as well, trying to clear rubble, start helping people. For Richter and Pine, I want you guys, one of you make a charisma check with advantage as you two are both kind of um, using your natural leadership skills to kind of help take charge and and organize to actually uh, maybe make a bigger difference. Uh, but while you're doing that, uh, Roos and Nari, what are you guys doing? I think Nari was actually hoping to kind of survey more of the damage. So okay. I would keep walking towards the ocean and just trying to see like the the amount of destruction that was done. Hey, Jordan, I was going to suggest each of us roll, but it looks like you rolled with an advantage and got terrible rolls. <laughs> <laughs> we could go with yours. That's fine. I'm pretty sure we both rolled at the same time. It's just you rolled with advantage and I didn't. I imagine Richter's making just really bad jokes about it, like, oh, a little bit wet today, huh? Oh, oh. <laughs> tut, tut, looks like rain. Um, Who yes, brought um, their swimsuit? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, so Pine and Richter, you guys are uh, just kind of helping right there where you're at as Nari kind of walks off by herself. I'm heading towards the bay. And Roos, what are you doing? So Roos will follow um, everyone as they're going to help, and specifically where I think uh, Roos can help the most is anybody that's trapped or anything that's like kind of precarious or we have to reach or squeeze through um, hoping to, to use some of the skills that I'm good at to, to help anybody that might be trapped or in, in a position where they can't get out of their homes or whatever the debris is. Okay. Awesome. All right. As you guys head down um, then towards the bay, you guys are all doing different things, but all working together. Um, and there are times like um, there's lots of people down here who are helping out. This is a one of those uh, amazing times in, in human history where a tragedy happens and people are able to, to put aside their differences and put aside their squabbles and come together as humanity to really help um, in this time of tragedy. 
there are times I imagine where um, Richter and Roos, you guys are working together on the same building and then you guys kind of go your separate ways and, and help somewhere else where you see that your skills might be needed elsewhere. Um, uh, Crumbles is pulling boulders as Pine is is helping and giving you know a, a point or two of Commander's morale to, to this person or that person. I'm out of Commander's morale, but I do have three castings of Vestige of the Crystal Engine, so I could revive three people who did not survive. Okay. Roos also has um, Squire can spare the dying, so if, if he comes across oh, gotcha. anybody that's um, on the verge, he can stabilize them. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I imagine that, um, Roos, you're going around doing that quite a bit as, you know, in between, like, um, you know, crawling in between boulders to help people out with your acrobatic skills and your sneaky stealthiness. Um, Nari, you're just using your strength, especially while this... Uh, this enlarged Excuse me, person. I did take one level in cleric, so I <laughs> I can also stabilize people. Yes, cool. You can do that too. But I also imagine that you're like pulling, like picking up boulders and and uh, rubble and moving things aside and helping uh, helping clear paths and stuff so that more people can get through. Because you're like 15 feet tall. <laughs> oh yeah, I guess I could do that too. How long does that last, by the way? Yeah, I uh, let's see. Do. You... It's 1d4 hours, so let's, I guess, roll a d4. 1d4 hours? Yeah, roll a d4. See how long it lasts. D4. Oh, one. Okay, so probably about to head out, but I feel like I got to sling a few boulders. Oh, for sure, 100%. Yeah, by the time you guys get out there, it's only been like 15 minutes. So you have like 45 minutes of helping move rubble and stuff. And even after you shrink down, um, you're still one of the strongest people here in town, for sure. Um, I imagine um, that uh, uh, Pine and Richter, with your guys' charisma, you guys are able to actually organize some groups that um, are, are working together in tandem to to pull aside and, and move a lot of this debris that, uh, you know, it, it was... It's very haphazard at the beginning, you know, just like one person trying to dig out their house while their neighbor's trying to dig out their house, you know, and the shopkeeper's trying to get stuff out of their out of their business. And you guys really helped organize to uh, prioritize and triage the area uh, to to pick the the things that were um, most needed and, and really um, kind of figure out the best course of action. Um, Roos is going around sparing the dying on people who have been critically injured, as well as uh, Nari is doing that as well. I imagine as you guys split up and then come back together and split up and come back together at some point, uh, let me roll to see who it is at some point. Um, Roos, uh, you actually see, um, the high speaker, uh, who, uh, Nicolette St. Clair, who you guys ran into back in the Senate a few, a couple weeks ago. Um, you see her out helping as well. You can see that she's dressed really, really nice. You can see that her dress though is tattered and torn. It looks like she's not hurt per se, but her dress, she has just kind of forgotten that she's wearing nice clothing and she is just right there in the fray trying to help as many people as she can. Roos leans over to, to Squire and says, can you sew those tears up for her while she's going about her business? Uh, Squire's going to go and fix up her, her clothes for her. <laughs> nice. You start mending her dress while she's working. Um, uh, really quick, I just got to call I just got to call attention to what Sabrina did put in our, our chat. <laughs> it's like, we should do it like the American system. Quick, everybody, save the banks. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Oh, man. 
Yeah, you can see that um, at some point um, the shops are just kind of being ignored and it's just like trying to help people um, who've been really devastated by this. You see like people lined up along the street. I mean, this is pretty, this is pretty tragic. This is pretty. That um, sounds like communism to me, Paul. <laughs> I'm sorry. Do we need to take this to Congress? <laughs> Do we want to go back to the high house? So um, you guys also, you mentioned these uh, cultists of Iramil. Um what you see is you do see these cultists. And I would say that out of every 10 cultists you see down here, I'd say that probably uh, four or five of them are walking around just kind of looking at things, not helping, just kind of like looking at the scale of destruction. You see like maybe one out of 10 is actually helping, trying to help people out. And then you see probably another five, four or five um, out of 10 that would be staring off at the bay and some of them kneeling, some of them crying, some of them screaming up at the sky, um, calling for Iramil and the inevitable. And uh, so you see that um, at least half of the cultists down here are continuing to be uh, very zealous in their worship. If we, if, if Nari went up to one of them and just asked, like, like one of the people who is kneeling and crying, like, hey, can, can we help you? Like I like oh my gosh sure. like are you okay can we help you can we I just want to get an insight into their brain into their brain and then uh, this woman looks up at you with tears in her eyes and she says can't you see it's happening the inevitable finally is here and she's looking and she glances back out at the statue this giant statue of Aramil out in the bay she says it's almost time it's almost time for him to come. It's time for the inevitable. It's time for the end. And then she like ignores you and starts calling out, we are here for you, Iramil. We wait, we await your presence. She's going to be so disappointed when we kick his booty. As you guys continue to work for hours, um, I want uh, everyone to make a perception check. We're going to give this to the highest person, to the highest roll. Pine rolled an 18. Finally, a high roll. Oh, I got high rolls on the damage against me. Uh, Nari rolled a 20. <laughs> Roos got a 16. Yeah, and Richter got a 13. Okay, um, Nari, as you are um, kind of walking around looking at the uh, destruction and, and, and talking with these cultists who are like kneeling down, gazing out at the, um, at the statue, you look over uh, kind of on the other side of this. You're kind of down by the wharf uh, where the docks used to be that are now like totally destroyed and decimated. You can see like ships have like been pushed up onto, uh, onto, the, uh, onto the streets as the water lifted these ships up out of the bay and smashed them up against these houses and buildings. You see other um, ships are out floating upside down out in the water. Some of them have just uh, have sunk completely. Um, but you can see that there are, is this group of people um, that are working uh, there by the wharf. They're all in different shapes and sizes, but they all have um, well-made swords at their hips. Um, and with your 20 perception, you actually recognize one of them. You saw him last time back in the city of Marlech. Uh, you recognize Master Saman, the high priest at the temple of Lord Laramie, the one who helped Roos as he was trying to break free from the curse of those swords he had taken from Lord Laramie himself. You see him uh, working alongside these other uh, five swordsmen as they are going through and helping kind of move rubble and, and helping like haul people out of the way. Um, you can see that uh, 
Samen will go along and every once in a while he'll touch somebody like on their forehead and you can see like a little wound close up, that kind of thing. Uh, Nari will kind of nudge Reese and say, isn't, isn't that Master Seaman? <laughs> Jeez. From, from Marulik? Uh Yeah, Reese, you look over there and you do see um, Master Samen. Oh, I'll, I'll make my way, you know, through the difficult terrain over to him. Yeah, Nari will too, and, and just kind of whispering, I wonder what he's doing here. This seems a little far from home for him. Are, yeah. are we all there? Or have, you said we have kind of gone our yeah, separate ways. Yeah, you guys ways. are all kind of split up. Uh, I'd say Nari and Roos are close enough that Nari okay. just grabbed Roos. Um, but Pine and Richter, you guys are close. Like, you guys may be like a block over. Um, maybe like Roos, you're, or I'm sorry, Pine, you're maybe a block further west. And Richter, you're probably a block further south. You guys are all in the same general area, but um, definitely split up. The squire would be running messages for us, of course. Okay. Yeah, cool. For at least uh, two hours. I don't know how long we've been here, though. I rolled the two on the D8. Uh, okay, we'll say that after this, now um, he's going to be done. Because uh, you guys have been working for quite some time. Uh, that means no short rest or anything at this point. Okay. Pine will tell Crumbles. It's like, all right, Crumbles, help them with whatever they need, okay? And then I'm going I'm gonna go see Master Salmon and leave Crumbles there to uh, continue to help. Awesome. Yeah, I think I think Richter would probably start making that way his way that direction. Um, as you guys kind of approach where Master Salmon is working, you you're um you, you're a little bit further to the west of the Imperial Palace. And as you look over at the Imperial Palace, it is actually set up on a hill. The Imperial Palace looks like it actually survived the tidal wave relatively well. Um, you know, it looks like the water may have gone over the walls a bit, but it's still, it's not, didn't get near, hit nearly as hard as these lower parts of the city. Um, anyway, yeah, you see Master Salmon is working there. He's, um, he's actually in the process of, uh, of talking to somebody, kind of putting his hand on their forehead, whispering something to them. And then he stands up, kind of brushes his hands off on his, on his pants. As I recall, uh, uh, describing him last time, he's got dark hair. He's got like a, a dark mustache and goatee tan skin um, as he uh, turns to uh, find somebody else uh, to help you guys recognize him and see him and he has still not seen you well Ruse, I feel like you knew him best maybe you should go up and approach him yeah I'll, I'll, I'll go up and say hello so Roos will walk up and say Master Saman it's been it's been a while how are you he turns at your voice and he kind of like he he squints a little bit and he's like oh, Roos Roos, what? And he kind of reaches out a hand to give you a, a big handshake. He says, it's so good to see you, Roos. Roos will shake his hand and say, I still owe you a story, but I don't know that right now is the best time for me to give it. He uh, looks around and he's like, no, probably not. There's a, a lot that needs to be done, but it seems that it seems that the, the worst is, is past, and now we can focus on, on helping those that we've managed to pull from the rubble. But what, what are you doing here in Almar? Um, <laughs> you can see that as he's talking to you that these other five uh, swordsmen, they kind of look over at him and he kind of waves them away. Says, yeah, no, oh, back to work, back to work. And then he turns to talk to you guys. Russell will say, oh, you know, dealing with heralds, that sort of thing. I have a question for you. I, I noticed you um, putting your hand on that woman. Are you receiving the aid from Laramie once again? He is going to make a check. Or do you just like touching women? <laughs> Why can't it be both? <laughs> he, uh, <laughs> he looks at you, um, Roos, and he says, 
when you returned and he kind of looks around nobody's paying attention but he just kind of drops his voice a little bit um i imagine that uh pine you're showing up right about now richter you're you're approaching as well the only one who's there that can actually hear this besides roos is nari Uh, but he says when you returned his favor some of his power returned to me why don't you make an insight check I, I rolled one already because I, I didn't I wanted to make sure that Roos would have caught that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> At yeah, least sure. the, the motion that you had said, and I got a twenty-three on the insight. I rolled the insight because I didn't want I didn't want my knowledge to affect what Roos would have noticed. Exactly, and I, I appreciate that. Now let's see. Um Okay. With a twenty-two, you sense that he is he is trying to hide something from you when he says that. You you, you detect that there's more to it um, than um, what he's letting on, but it doesn't necessarily seem bad. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. He's, 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 he's keeping it close to the chest, but you don't know why. It doesn't seem like he's trying to be deceitful in an evil way or anything like that. Bruce will say, the motive for us being here is to finish the task that your lord was on when I met him so maybe we both need to swap some tales preferably ones with happy endings (laughs) (laughs) Roos would like to swap some tale (laughs) Roos blushes like hard and like rubs his little tiny mustache that's, that's growing He's like, oh yes, I, I almost didn't recognize you because your your fantastic mustache was gone. Are you are you growing it back? I, I am growing it back. I I shaved it because of peer pressure. But <laughs> we uh, weren't the peers that we love it. We 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 always <laughs> encouraged him to keep it. When you say you're growing it back, he just goes, good. As you're talking to him, uh, he he says, yeah, I I think that I think we do need to speak. Um, and then you see him glance over kind of across the bay towards the angel statue out there in the in the bay. And he says, I feel like my Lord has brought me here as well. Maybe, maybe our paths were meant to cross. I think they might have been. And yes, it's um, maybe once we finish up helping here, we can reconvene at uh, Russell look at Richter. Can I give him your address or, or is there a different place that we should meet? Uh, you could give him my address. It's fine. This is where I'm staying and Russell can I write down the address for him. Give him a key. Give him a key. What? I mean, I've only met him twice. I, I, a key? I mean, his name is Master Seaman. <laughs> I will. I, I will. I will knock. Um, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't enter your home without uh, without uh, being invited. So I. I will knock. But um, yes, there's there's much to do now. So um, so later. Perfect. He says it, Bruce. I'm glad to see you well. And then he turns around and starts uh, going back to work. Okay. But funny running into to him again. You know. I wouldn't have expected to see him here. No. Yeah. Well, he seems to be doing some good, so I guess uh, there's still plenty of work here to do. Should we just plan to meet up uh, tonight at Richter's house? I think that's fine. Okay. 
All right. Well, back back to it. I'm gonna go find Crumbles and maybe we maybe we try and stay in pairs this time. I feel like we were getting a little scattered. It's true. Nari swoops up Bruce like in her <laughs> baby style and is like, "Hey, oh yeah, let's do some pairs." <laughs> I don't know why he says that like that, but yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> Okay, well then, Victor, come on, come with me. We'll go get Crumbles and we'll see what we can uh, do over here. <laughs> Sounds good. You guys go back to work. You guys are working for um, at least another couple of hours. And you see that there are people who um, are, are taking breaks. There's people coming and bringing like food and water to the rescuers, the rescue workers and things like that. Um, and the and, rescuers down under. And the rescuers down under. Yes, they do. They come as well with that giant golden eagle. <laughs> I've... <laughs> Nobody does it. Does nobody else remember that movie? I remember it. I the remember the title. R E S C U E Rescue Aid Society. I'm so glad you sang that song, so I didn't have to, Paul. I'm I'm amazed you remember the song for sure. Oh, yeah. But all right, um, yeah, you guys continue to work uh, throughout uh, the afternoon and into the evening. Um, you see people again that you've recognized, like you see um, all of you now at this point have at one point or another seen um, Nicolette St. Clair working. She's got guards and aides around her. You see other people that you recognize from like the Senate meeting um, who are working there. At one point, you see Gerard and Porthos are there. Porthos is like moving uh, debris away, like just uh, just very slowly and um, nonchalantly, you know, moving, you know, two ton slabs of, of brick and, and stone. Um, and uh, and Gerard with his witch's hat um, and his uh, wand of the war mage casting tensor splitting disc and they're like moving debris aside and everything like that. So Richter and Pine, as you guys are um, kind of working over, uh, you guys you guys have kind of wandered uh, further west, kind of up along the bay towards the gallery, whereas uh, Roos and Nara, you guys have wandered a little bit further to the east, moving further down towards the Imperial Palace and um, it's starting to get um, dusk. Richter and Pine, I want you guys to each make uh, perception checks. Ooh, I got a 23. That's going to beat mine. I got a 13. Richter and Pine, you guys are working, and I imagine that um, Pine, you kind of pat crumbles on the neck as, I mean, I don't want to be too morbid, but you know, you're, you're also having to move around some of the people who didn't survive, right? Um, and you're patting Crumbles. Crumbles, you can tell, is stoic and just doing a good job, but, I mean, there's blood on him and everything yeah. from all the work he's having to do. It's just, it's a really, it's a really sad time. But you Paul, turn your I will head... Say, I will say this before we get to that, just uh, talking about that topic. Um, I've already taken 900 gold out of my inventory, and I would have used my abilities on losses that I could find. Um, you, um, your heart is warmed by excited and very joyful, uh, parents and, um, a fiance. Um, and, um, yes, you are patting crumbles on the neck as you turn just in time to see a couple of people approaching, uh, from behind. They, um, instantly, you can tell there's something different about these, uh, these three folks. Um, one, they are not covered in dust and dirt, which means they have not been out here working like you guys have. Um, two, um, two of them are robed and one of them is, um, quite muscular as they approach. And when you turn and see them, you instantly clock and recognize these guys look like first swords members. 
who, Oof. if you don't remember who First Swords are, they are the um, the uh, henchmen of Bartos, the headsmen, the former um, mafia leader of the city. Um, basically, uh, as far as you know, Bartos used to run this city um, clandestinely as this mafia you know, uh, leader. Now, you can only assume that what happened at the Senate a couple weeks ago, he has begun to get some pushback against him from uh, members of the Senate. Um, and now you see three of these members of the First Swords approaching you. Um, they see that you see them, and they stop in their tracks and are looking at you, Pine. I'll just, uh, I'll nudge uh, Richter, and I won't stop doing what I'm doing, and I'll say, if you really care about this city, make yourselves useful. And I'll keep doing what I was doing. But I'll I'd have nudged Richter so that he sees them as well. Yeah, I think Richter might stop whatever he's doing and just kind of stare and just like lock eyes, look judgingly down at them. Um, one of the ones in robes uh, steps forward and pulls back his hood and he says, we are doing what is best for this city. Richter, somebody would like to speak with you. If you would follow us, please. <laughs> Do you think me a fool? You think I would leave and go someplace where you could have me put away with quietly? No, you can come to me out here in the open. Uh, the robed figure who spoke before, he says, Kalen Richter, we, we could have attacked you an hour ago. We are coming to you now with a peace offering. Somebody would like to speak with you. Not kill you. Not attack you. Speak with you. Can I roll like an insight check on this? Yeah, go for it. I don't have great insight, but <laughs> I only rolled a five for my insight check, so I don't know that I can tell the intentions here. I would imagine Richter had been fighting. This is just what I would pick up with the five. Richter's been fighting the first swords for months, maybe years at this point, uh, trying to bring down uh, Bartas. Um, and there is no reason why he would necessarily trust them now. Yeah, I think he's going to he's going to double down on what he said before. And he like he will have thought about it for a moment and say, Indeed, it's quite possible you could have attacked me any time over the last few hours. And you haven't, so I guess that says something. But I'm still not stupid enough to follow you into your lairs. I stand by what I said. If you want to meet with me, if somebody wishes to speak, they can speak with me in the open. We can meet in one of the town squares if that helps them feel better with enough distance so others can't overhear if that would make them feel better. The robed figure who was speaking uh, to you before, you can see him get a little bit hot under the collar. And he says, now you listen to me. And then the big beefy boy puts his hand on his shoulder, kind of pulls him back. And then he looks at you and he says, you named the place. How about in front of the opera house? We had fun there last time. Why not? Why not meet there again? Fitting. Midnight. Very well. And when I see you again, your hands better be dirty. 
Yeah, they better be downright filthy. <laughs> he says, my hands haven't been clean in years, and a tear escapes his eyes as he turns around and walks away with his head hung low. Um, they, t- they turn around and they, they leave. They do not stop to help lift rocks or boulders or anything like that. They leave. Well, I think this is going to be a trap, but at least we're going to be out in the open, and we know where it's... Uh going to take place beforehand so we can scout it out. But one thing's for sure, Richter, you and I need to take a nap before this happens. <laughs> yes, very badly. All right. Well, you guys were going to meet Master Samen over at Richter's house, um, probably sometime after nightfall. Hey, Paul, w- one yeah. of the things that I would do yeah. is if uh, if we're going to be heading toward Richter's house and, and like calling it a day for right now because we have these other things going on. Um, Pine would look for a place that looks like it is getting a lot of attention currently. And since it's nighttime, I would use my red candle to put uh, an area of daylight over it so that people can continue to work to, to, you know, dig people out or whatever needs to be done. Okay. Yeah. And that's easy enough. Uh, the, the place that has been definitely hit the worst, there are basically two, um, two, uh, areas that have, uh, like docks. Almar is kind of built up on a cliff, but it kind of, uh, there's places where that cliff gets lower and lower. And then when you get down to the actual docks, then it's pretty much at sea level. Um, and those places down, um, down there have definitely been hit the worst. Um, so on, on either side of the Imperial Palace is where it's been the worst. So um, you make your way back kind of towards the Imperial Palace and you pull out your red candle, you cast daylight. How long does that last? An hour? Uh, yeah. Okay. Very good. Yeah, um, people are able to now continue to work and 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 continue to uh, dig through this rubble as um, Roos and uh, Nari, Pine and Richter uh, will say this. You've reached the point, I'm not trying to tell you guys what to do, but you guys had a fight with the Herald who nearly took you guys out. You guys have now been working uh, all day long to help clear out debris and rubble. Um, we're going to start having to make constitution checks for fatigue if you guys want to keep doing this or if you guys want to go do something else, then, then, then we can let that pass. I mean, I'm ready to snooze. I mean, I'd leave, yeah, I would leave crumbles out there helping with whatever like work party is still going, okay. but I would uh, go try to take some rest before meeting with uh, whoever I'm assuming Bartos, but who knows? Yeah. Richter would do the same. Okay. Um, you guys, uh, as you leave, uh, you leave uh, Crumbles, I imagine you, as you've been working with different people throughout the night, uh, throughout the afternoon and into the evening, uh, there was this teenage, uh, young teenage boy who uh, was really uh, just kind of giving it his all. Um, he seems just like a really, like a really good guy. You, uh, you actually talked with him a little bit uh, throughout the day and Crumbles, uh, you kind of put Crumbles under his charge, I would imagine, to continue helping as long as Crumbles can. As okay. then you all start making your way back towards Richter's house. As night has fallen, you guys trudge back towards Richter's house. You find it in a very similar state to um, what Richter had left it at. As you um, you guys were here earlier in the day as well, talking with Tigish, but you didn't really stay. Um, as you guys go in on the first floor and come into this house, you see that the furniture has been covered up with sheets, packing everything away uh, for an extended uh, an extended amount of time um, is still in place. Richter, make a perception. Um, uh, or an insight or an investigation check. You can pick any of those three. I'll do investigation. Okay. 
Uh, 24. Um, as you guys walk in, you didn't notice this before because you guys were in such a rush to like get over to Amavi's lair. But when you come in here, you notice that there is a little difference in some of the um, some of the sheets. It looks like um, where one of the couches in the um, in kind of the lounge area here on the first floor, where it was completely covered, you can see now one corner has been turned up and is kind of um, it's not uncovered, but it's not as crisp and um, covered as as securely as you know you would have left it. And it seems to you with your 24 investigation, somebody else has been in here. I'm going to let, I'll let everybody else know that too. Okay. Oh, well, if they're spying on us right now, I guess I'll give them a show. And Pine is actually, I was going to do this before that happened. Pine's going to take off his muddy clothes and just go like find a couch to lay on in his underwear. Okay. There are bedrooms upstairs as well. If you want to go up on a couch, couch all the way. No, no, he's lying on the couch, spread eagle. <laughs> yep, <laughs> yep. That's that's a fine thing to do. <laughs> all right. Well, make yourself comfortable. I think I have something perhaps still in the larder or in the stores that we might be able to refresh ourselves with. That'd be wonderful. Richter is going to go look and just see if there's any like bottles of wine or or anything like that that he can pull out. Um, a lot of perishable goods no longer are there, but there might be some other things. Yeah, you find like you find like a waxed up like crock full of like a, like honey, and you find some um, maybe some pickled uh, fish or something like that. Um, definitely some stinky cheese. It's just gotten a little bit stinkier, um, that kind of thing. But yeah, definitely some wine and some harder stuff as well. So Pine is kind of in the lounge area, kind of lounging out on a uh, on a couch. What is Roos and Nari doing as Richter is looking for food? Bruce is um, trying to find a change of clothes to get into some clean, dry clothes. Okay. Oh, yeah. You go You go on upstairs. You start looking through some of these uh, uh, wardrobes and things that have all been closed up and covered with, uh, with sheets and blankets. And you manage to find some clothes in the Menorese style uh, that are clean, that um, they're a little bit... Um, they don't fit you quite as well, Um I don't know. Is is Pine is I'm sorry. Is Richter bigger than Roos or smaller than Roos? Like how how does their size compare? Roos is pretty short. Yeah, uh, Richter is is tall and lanky. Okay, so the pants are a little bit long. The sleeves are a little bit long, but you can just roll them up a little bit. And the Menorie style includes uh, a beret and a red scarf and a black and white striped shirt. That's very very tight. <laughs> what's, what's crazy too is they like they basically just like sew the baguette into the armpit of your shirt, so it's always there. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> All right, uh, yeah. So and then uh, Nari, what are you doing? I think I think Nari will also just kind of be resting. To be honest, like she is pretty exhausted and soggy, and is honestly gonna well. I don't know, Richter. Do you have two couches? Like, do I have to sit next to Pine? Oh, there's actually there's this this lounge has two couches. Ah, yeah. nice. Yeah. Nari will also take off all of her clothes. It's, no, just kidding. Um, Nari will. I don't want to ruin the couches. <laughs> I'm being thoughtful. Nari will also uh, post up on one of the couches and just get comfortable and just kind of start dozing off. Okay. Um, you guys are kind of lounging here for an hour or so, drinking some wine and eating some cheese. Not necessarily and getting, getting drunk. a short rest. Getting yeah, getting a short rest. So burn whatever hit dice you would like to. Um, and after about you know forty five minutes or fifty minutes, you do hear a knock on the door. Well, it's your home, Richter, but I can answer the door if if you'd like. Um, no, I'll I'll look into it. Okay, Richter will go and kind of 
check and see. Yeah, um, as you uh, move out, you open the door and you see this um, this man that you had. Merkter, you have not met him before today, but uh, it seemed like everybody else knew him. This is Master Saman. You can see uh, tan skin, dark hair. It looks like he has changed his clothes from what he was wearing earlier. He has a blousey shirt. Um, he's got uh, tight pants with like a sash around his waist. He's got a, um, a sword at his hip, a, a thin rapier. Um, and as you open the door, he, he kind of bows to you. He says, uh, uh, Master Richter, was it? Uh, yeah, Richter is fine. Um, come this way, if you will. Okay, cool. I'm going to, I'm going to walk him over into the office room. Perfect. All right. Um, Richter, as you walk into the office, um, uh, with your earlier 24 perception and you notice that things were off, you notice that this desk that was at one point covered that the corner of that blanket is um, lifted up and um, and it is no longer covering the desk completely. I'll, I'll walk over and I will uncover the desk, see what I can see. And if there's any like paper envelope letters, I will grab those and try to casually just kind of pocket that. Okay. As you pull the blanket off and uncover this desk, uh, you don't see any letters or any um, any papers. Uh, in fact, you don't see one particular letter. Ah, okay. Uh, I kind of bundle up the cloth and toss it into the corner and say, feel free to make yourself at home here. I'll be right back with Roos. Okay. All right. Um, he sits on a, on a chair um, and kind of... Uh, Lay, kind of uh, relaxes. You can see him kind of let a load off of his shoulders as he takes a big breath. You can see that he has been working very, very hard um, as well. Got it. After hearing somebody knock on the door, Pine will have started to put his clothes back on. But he'll <laughs> leave his muddy boots at the door. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll go back down to the other room and grab Bruce and say, he's just there in the office. Would you like someone to accompany you? Yes, of course. I, I, I don't think that this is a private chat. But it could be. Roos is gluing on um, a fake mustache under his face <laughs> to like look like the nicer version of it. And I'm going to cast uh, his makeup kit spell. Oh, gosh. Okay, so. I can't wait to see how fast you grew that mustache. <laughs> you think he'll be impressed? Like, like I can really grow facial hair? All right. You guys all kind of wander. Who's all going in there? I know Roos is. Yeah, did you invite us all, or was it going to be a, like more of a private conversation? Anybody's welcome to come. Well, I'm anybody. I guess I'll go. Yeah, Nari <laughs> will also haul her ass off the couch to mosey on in. You guys all just kind of move uh, just a little bit further um, into the uh, into the uh, house. Uh, in the next room over, basically, is this office space. It's uh, quite a large room. It's got this big, elaborate uh, carpet on the floor. You can see there's a shield on the wall that um, actually has the uh, the Richter coat of arms emblazoned upon it. Um, you can see there's this nice desk on the far side of the room with a window behind it. Some tapestries and paintings on the walls. There's some bookshelves with a couple bottles of wine that are kind of tucked in between some of these books, you know, so that Richter would have, you know, access to a drink wherever he was at. Um, and sitting in a chair in front of the desk, you see um, you see Master Saman, and he actually has closed his eyes and appears to be just kind of resting, just breathing, breathing calmly and, and, and resting after the day's work. Can I bring you anything to drink or eat? I don't have much, but 
Yeah, are you hungry? He he kind of perks up. And says, "Oh uh, yes, um, yeah, maybe maybe just maybe just a drink. A drink should should do me good." I'll be right back. And 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 any bread or or cheese or or meat or or um, pastry <laughs> or or salad or or anything you might have. Yes, just a little something. <laughs> All we have is foie gras and truffles. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, uh, Roos, as you enter, he stands up and he says, uh, again, Roos, it is, it's so good to see you. You have, you may not realize this, but your actions have set me on a path you would not believe. Really? Do tell. And Roos will step into the room and say, um, because I have quite the tale to fill you in on as well. Perhaps now is the time for me to share at length how I came upon those swords. He says, well, why don't you start? Because because my story is a continuation of yours. Well, it all started when I said, don't pick those up. Those are obviously cursed. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't hear you because you were in the other room. (laughs) So, yeah, I imagine you guys, you're telling the story and then like just randomly, you know, like, you know, like in the movie where it's like, you know, it shows you talking, but there's like uh, there's like music. You're like mimicking something. But all you can hear is like the the background music over the top. And then it switches scenes to like you doing something else and telling another part of the story and, and pine interrupting and stuff like that. And for some reason, at one point, we're wearing tiny sombreros <laughs> like all all in like the Michael Pen- Pena voice like he's the one yes. narrating it <laughs> and he was like super sexy fine and <laughs> yeah um, so uh, I just want to know how much do you tell Master Saman what do you leave out there wouldn't be much that I would leave out at this point um, so fail safe and crystal engine and all that stuff yeah I'd, I'd go into to full detail about basically everything that happened leading up to that and say um, you know when I come to the end of it and say that's not the end of the story that's that's um, maybe not even half of it but from then on we we sought you out and, and I brought those swords to you he he nods and he says yes I I assumed it was something like that you uh, you had mentioned in passing the glass mountains you had mentioned finding them there and you didn't clue me in on too many of the details, but Roos, after you gave me those swords and after we cleansed you of them, um, the power of Lord Laramie again came into the world. Uh, very, very small, minuscule at first, but I could feel it, I could sense it. And I knew that if I could find the other swords, his other swords, seven swords in total, if I could find them, his power would grow even more. Roos, I, I took a big gamble and I went to the Glass Mountains seeking out the cave that you had mentioned, the place you had found these swords. And I, I took what acolytes I could and it was almost as if Laramie guided me to his body. And you can see like a tear like run down his cheek. And he says... And his body is still there, lying on the floor. And Lady Barbarelle? The shield? Yes. She still lies there as well. But Roos, I was able to... I was able to get more of his swords. I found three more of his swords there. 
Only three? I have five. I have five of the seven. And once I was able to take those swords and and combine them with the other two that you had given me, his power grew. And this sense of direction grew within me. And I knew, I knew I had to come here. And then you can see that as he's sitting in the chair, he looks kind of off to the north and slightly east here from the house. And you can tell, even though he can't see it because of the walls, he's looking directly at the statue of Eremil. He says, I can feel those last two blades. They are here. They're out there. Oh, you were drawn to the blades, not to Eremil. No, I'm drawn to the blades. And now it makes sense. The last two blades, from what you have shared with your story, are probably still impaled in Iramil himself. <laughs> oh! I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. He was missing parts of his body, too. He'd taken a real beating. Well, you wouldn't have forgotten about that because you already told him that's how he knew. <laughs> that's true. Because this yeah, is but... what I just told you a moment ago when <laughs> we recapped. is hard, though. Michael Pena was talking. It was. It's hard to remember exactly what happened. I feel a an urgency to get those swords. She probably takes a medication for that urgency. <laughs> I, I've taken precautions, and he um, he actually pulls out of his belt a, a gauntlet. It's a it's a strange gauntlet. It's actually armored on the palm side, um, and it's got this dull metal to it. And he hands it to you, Roos. And as he hands it to you, you can see you can feel it. it's heavy. Um, he says that is a lead-lined glove and it allows me to handle his swords for a short time without their curse affecting me. You should lick the glove, Ruth. You <laughs> should lick it. <laughs> and I'm very tempted. But he's not wearing it, so I'll, I'll you know, I guess I'm not too tempted. Um, <laughs> what is that supposed to mean? What? Oh, sorry. I... This is getting hot. <laughs> <laughs> so you didn't wield the blades? You simply removed no, them no. and stuck them in some sort of container? This statue that you saw, I have it with me, but I also have a lead-lined chest that I keep them in. When I recovered them from the cave, I was able to transfer them from the ground around his body and put them into the chest without any ill effect and then transfer them from the chest into the statue. The statue is here. His blades are here under constant, constant supervision. You brought everything here. Everything here, yes. And he looks back out kind of towards the statue and says, everything here because everything, every, everything rides on what happens next. I feel it. Yeah. All of existence is on the precipice of the next, who knows, days, weeks, hours. Woo, spring break! <laughs> <laughs> he stands up and he says, it says, Roos, Pine, Nari, Richter, it would appear that our paths are, our paths are in the same direction. And I would let you know that my acolytes and I, um, we are with you. So you feel that you feel drawn to the swords. Can you, like, how specific is that 
is that connection now? Like, could you tell us, oh, it's definitely out at the tower in the bay, or like, hey, surprise, surprise, it's actually, you know, in the university or something? No, it's definitely out in the bay. The closer I got to the city of Almar, the more I was able to pinpoint it. There's a door that we've found that we're trying to amass the keys for to open. We think that it might lead there, but we're uncertain. We got a courier coming, bringing us the last key, so... Yeah, it's coming next day, air. <laughs> you can see him kind of shifting from foot to foot as he's starting to get a little bit more excited. Um, I can sense Laramie's impatience and his desire for revenge. It is a palpable thing. Yes. The only problem is, of course, is that the, uh, the very being who very easily defeated Lord Laramie stands between us and those swords. That is true. But we must try. Agreed. Oh, we're gonna we're try. Yeah, we'll definitely do it. But... I've come to a realization as I was staring at the acolytes of, of Iramil. And I think I know why Lady Jaffa has put me on this task. Because I am to be, we are to be, the bad luck for Iramil and his task. By all means, he should win and should be the one to beat us and end all of reality. But we will be his undoing precisely because we have Lady Jaffa on our side and perhaps even Lord Laramie. You sure we're not the bad luck for Pavantis based on what we've done? <laughs> Dang it, is it too, is it too late to change our name from Nauri and the boys to the, the bad luck crew? <laughs> Bad news crew. Oh, yes. Um, yes. <laughs> uh, Master Stamen stands up from his seat and he says, My acolytes and I are staying at the. <laughs> Sorry. He says, Yeah, my acolytes and I are staying at Ye Old Otter Inn, um, which is over on the <laughs> west side of town in the old quarter. What? Ye old otter inn. It's a it's a it's a fine establishment. Should you need me, that's where I'll be. It sounds adorable. Sorry, I just I had taken a mouthful of like ice cubes from my soda, and uh, right when you said that, and I nearly choked to death. <laughs> uh, he he bows to each of you. And he says, "When you are ready to open that door, let me know before you do, for I would be there with you." Oh, yeah, I think uh, the closest we can come to having an actual army there would be, well, for the best. I second that. Well, you have me and you have my five acolytes. And you have my axe. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> and, and with that, as Master Saman leaves the office and as uh, midnight slowly approaches, we are going to stop there for tonight. All right, you guys. Hey, thank you for playing. Um, and thank you for walloping Yasaro. Holy cow. That was <laughs> amazing. Like, I don't even feel bad um, because it was so huge. 268 damage before Pine even got a turn. Like, that's <laughs> insane. I thought that she was going to knock me out and I was going to fall face first in the water and you'd be like, oh, P uh oh, Pine, you're drowning. This is going to be death saves with disadvantage or something and then I was going to finally be able to pull out that I have had a necklace of adaptation <laughs> for over a year <laughs> and it's never come into play 
Well, all you have to do is, you know, it's like when you're playing um, like Skyrim or something and you, you're an Argonian and you're like, I can breathe underwater. And then it's like, then you go swim underwater and it's like all the water is like five feet deep. You know what I mean? It's like nothing is exciting <laughs> under the water. Yeah. Um, yeah, just, yeah exactly. just some fish that kill you that you can't fight back against. <laughs> and mud crabs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I hate crabs. All right, you guys. Well, hey, if you like what we're doing, go check us out on Discord. Come talk with us about the campaign so far. Tell us your favorite moments. Uh, Maybe some fan art or some of your uh, spoilers or uh, fan theories. And until we get together next time, don't forget to have a great time. (laughs) (laughs) I'm crazy. That's not what I say, but we'll we'll leave it at that. (laughs) Night. (laughs) 